This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. What's up, America? So we're not going to talk about the Monday Night Football game because, honestly, it was a blowout and it ain't really nothing to talk about. You know, Nick Chubb played well. The Cincinnati Bengals didn't play well because I don't know why they 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 should be better than, you know, being down the entire game to the Cleveland Browns, even without Jamal Chase. No, we're going to talk about the blockbuster trade that happened with the Baltimore Ravens and the Chicago Bears. And that's Raekwon Smith going to the Ravens for a second and a fifth. Woo-wee! This is a great, great trade. Um, I think for both sides, honestly, when you look at the Ravens, they've always had a great linebacker. Obviously, Ray Lewis for well over a decade. Then they had C.J. Mosley. And C.J. Mosley, they haven't really been able to replace since he left for free agency and went to the Jets. But Raekwon Smith is the total package. Um, Can play all three downs, can cover, can hit, very sudden, understands what offenses are trying to do. For the Bears, the Bears get a, you know, they get picks, and they're going to have a slew of picks because they they have all their draft picks. Plus, they got now a, a second and a fifth, and it's all about getting the team better and getting weapons and offensive linemen to help Justin Fields. Um, the Bears have surprised some folks, myself included. Y'all saw what they did on Monday night, beating all breaks off the New England Patriots. But this trade, Raekwon Smith, I think the Baltimore Ravens are send, sending a clear message that they look to be deep players in the AFC um, this this playoff season. But the thing to me that is very telling, and people don't, you know, people don't think about this, Raekwon Smith is going to be a free agent, you know, in March. They're not going to franchise tag him because – they got Lamar to worry about if they don't get a deal done with Lamar. But more importantly, because of the way um, the rules work, if Raekwon Smith, you know, leaves for free agency, the Baltimore Ravens gets a compensatory third-round pick. So in actuality, worst-case scenario, they gave up a three and a five for a guy like Raekwon Smith. In that best case scenario, he signs a long-term deal and they get, you know, him for a second and a five. I think it's a great trade, especially for the Bears, because they were not going to give him the money that he wanted. They were moving in a different direction, even though it just didn't make sense to me. He's a young player, whatever. But they they had to get off this asset um, in the coming days before they, you know, only got, you know, a third for him. And on the Ravens' side, they essentially exchanged a – second for a third and and gave up a fifth 
for the rights of one of the best premier players in all of football and defensive side of football. So I think it's a win-win on both sides, um, especially now that the Ravens are full steam ahead with trying to win a Super Bowl. But I will say this, and I know the Ravens are not going to do this because they're a great organization and they run well. Um, Bashadi and them, they, they do a good job. But y'all better not give this man a deal before Lamar Jackson. Y'all better not. Y'all hear me? The Ravens better not give this man a deal before Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson got to get a deal before anybody else. Any free agent, I don't care if it's a, you know, a mid-tier free agent, bottom of the basement free agent trying to fill out the roster. Lamar Jackson got to get paid before everybody else. He got to be the first to eat like on Thanksgiving dinner. So y'all get this deal done with Lamar Jackson because y'all need y'all going to have to pay more. And hopefully this is, you know, a positive. Y'all saw what they did a couple of years ago with Marcus Peters and he came in and, you know, he, he did his thing. So I like this trade for both sides, but this is a longer conversation because the trade deadline is today and you have a lot of players that are on, you know, the trading blocks. Um, you have guys like Kareem Hunt, you got uh, Laramie Tunsil off as a tackle, Jack Conklin, you have Bradley Chubb. I'm telling you right now, there are three players that I'm damn near certain one of them is going to be traded. One um, is Laramie Tunsil. I think he's going to be moved. There's too many, too much interest, and the Texans ain't going anywhere. And I think he is gonna get traded. Two, I'm, I'm starting to believe that Elijah Moore, wide receiver for my Jets, and I'll get to them a little bit later, is gonna be moved. I, I really do. He didn't play a lot in the last game. Um, he didn't practice a lot this past week. I I thought it was because they were trying to send a message, but, and I get it, like, from a standpoint of, hey, you want to set the culture, you don't want to lose the locker room over a player that just demanded a trade, but then he also demanded a trade. So I'm trying to connect all of these, and I'm saying there's a better than 50-50 chance of him being on the Jets after 4 p.m. today. So, I'm going to go with Laramie Tunsil number one. Um, I also think Elijah Moore could be traded. Another guy, everybody's talking about, you know, Bradley Chubb. I just don't see it, honestly. The reason why is it's hard to get pass rushers. What are you going to do, trade Bradley Chubb so you can try to find another Bradley Chubb? You gave up a top five pick to go get him. You drafted him. Um, he's played well. Um, yes, the team hasn't played well, large in part because of Russell Wilson, but he's still a good player, a good ascending player. So, um, yes, he's had some injury history, but I also think that he could potentially be the one. Peter King had reported that the Jets were interested. I don't think the Jets are interested at all. I just don't. It just doesn't make sense. It's not uh, Joe Douglas's M.O. Um, so, yeah, I think um, Jack Conklin from the Cleveland Browns had Cleveland lost yesterday. 
I'd be certain that man was being moved. But he got a little dinged, so I don't think he's going to be moved. Uh, I think Brandon Cooks is going to be gone, too. I think the Texans are going to be selling people. They're selling people left and right because they just, they just need an influx of young, cheap talent. And I think Brandon Cooks can be had for a second-round pick. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a team out there that's looking at him like the Rams, potentially. They was trying to go after Christian McCaffrey. So those are some of the players I think. Um, number one for sure, Laramie Tunsil. Number two, Elijah Moore. You got Brandon Cooks, um, potentially. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, Rayquan Smith was already traded. There has been a lot of buzz about, um, you know, him being, you know, shopped around. Um, and Adam Schefter already, you know, predicted that, you know, there are teams out there that have players um, that are on the trading block. Um, and that, you know, people have saying Josh Allen, the out, outside linebacker for you know the jacksonville jaguars you know brian burns um you know will jackson kareem hunt honestly i can also see being traded too so <laughs> there's that as well um chase claypool i don't really see it um but yeah we'll see um we'll see what happens now let's get into the atrocity of the second half that we saw against the Jets and the Patriots. First of all, Patriots are driving late in the second quarter. John Flaken Myers hits Mac Jones while Mac Jones just released the ball. It was one step, which is within the rules. It's a pick six by Michael Carter the second, and they call it back because of roughing the passer. That's bull job. That's not rubbing the passer. NFL, you need to stop this. You changed potentially the entire season for the Jets. But more importantly, you changed the outcome of the game. That call changed the game. End of story. We should have been up. The Jets should have been up 17-3. But instead, they're up 10-6. That's because of you. And the Jets never got their mojo back. That game, the Jets had controlled from the first half, top to bottom. And that call changed the complexity of the game. Because then... The Patriots went on a 16-0 run like it was the NBA, and the Jets couldn't recover. The box score looks okay, 22-17, but the game was over by the end of the third quarter. Now, we talked about that. Zach Wilson, you lost us this game, period. If you look at Zach Wilson's, uh, you know, stats, what does it tell you? Oh, you know, he was 20 of 41, under 50%, 355 yards. That's good. Two touchdowns. But three, three excruciating picks. Zach Wilson, this is not BYU. This is not LSU. This is not NYU. This is not BSU. It's the NFL. You can't go. 
throw the ball away inside the field to play. What are you doing? I've watched Sam Donald against, you know, the, the Patriots on Monday Night Football, the Ghost game. I've seen Sanchez when he was on the Commanders, and he literally had the worst game of any quarterback ever in all time. You can look it up. He literally had the worst game. But what Zach Wilson did against the Patriots this past Sunday was excruciating to watch. This man has three picks, and I can honestly say all three of them was his fault. The first one, Todd Johnson is open. It's an open, it's an easy play. He had uh, Braxton Berrios at the flat for a first down. He didn't go there. He went right in the middle of the field, which is okay. It's fine. If he's open, he's fine. But he gets rushed a little bit. He steps back, and he throws it like he's shooting a jump shot, a fadeaway jump shot in the NBA. It goes over Ty Johnson's head. Pick. That one, I was like, that's still your fault, but whatever. Okay. We're still in the game. This man. Is trying to throw the ball away. This is the second pick. Tries to throw the ball away and throws it in the field of play. Didn't make sense to me. That was ugly. That one, that one was ugly. And to be honest with you, I honestly thought that ball was, you know, out of bounds. Um, I still think it's out of bounds. I don't think um, Devin McCourty caught that. Then the last one. He's trying to make a play. He's trying to make a play. The man threw it where it was Tyler Conklin and four defenders. Like, what are you doing, my guy? What are you doing? That, that one, that one pissed me off. That one really pissed me off. Cause that you should have never thrown that ball. That was Horrible. Flat out garbage, Zach Wilson. That second one, that third one was horrendous, Zach Wilson. Now, I wasn't a believer in you out of college. I, I said that from Jump Street. The only guy I was really interested in was um, Trevor Lawrence. All them other guys, eh. But I'm a believer in you. This yo, these next nine games, we will see if Zach Wilson's the guy now. People are already writing him off. Are you thinking about the draft? Are you thinking about, you know, potentially free agency quarterbacks? I'll tell you right now, if the Baltimore Ravens are dumb enough to let Lamar Jackson go, the Jets better be at his door with all the money. I will just keep it at that. But with that being said, the New York Jets. Zach Wilson. These next nine games, we will see if you're the quarterback. Because I know we have the GM. I I, Joe Douglas ain't going nowhere. As of right now, Robert Salah ain't going nowhere. He's, he's coached his butt off. Zach Wilson, you're the reason why we lost this game against the Patriots. Not the defense, not the running game, not the offensive line, not coaching. 
is because of you and your decision making. When you are rushed, particularly to your right. Every single one of those picks happened what? When he was moving to his right or he got rushed up in the middle. So, Zach Wilson, if you're the guy, we will see in the next nine games. Now, we're playing the Buffalo Bills. So, so people out here, I just want to see competent quarterback play. I just want to see competent quarterback play. I always need to see turnovers. Throw the ball away. At this point, your offensive line is playing musical chairs, which I understand. If you look at Zach Wilson's stats, when he is rushed, he looks like a free agency quarterback, a free agent, undrafted quarterback. When he isn't rushed, he looks like a top 10 pick. Period. And he was cooking in that game until that first pick. And then it just snowballed. So, Zach Wilson, you need to play better. You, you, you just flat out need to play better. The, the honeymoon phase is over. You was on a four-game winning streak. You was the passenger in the car. We lost Brees Hall. We lost Elijah Fair Tucker. Last game, we didn't have Corey Davis. You didn't step up, and we will see if you do that for the next couple of games. We got the Bills, and then right after that, I believe we're on a bye. So we're going to be over 500 by the bye. Any Jets fan would have taken that. So after the bye, let's see what happens because we're going to Foxborough and we got to play the Patriots. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong or else you going to be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong or else you going to be walking out. Let's go to the association, shall we? Guess what, y'all? The Lakers finally won a game. <laughs> they finally won a game. Them bum Lakers. Them bum Lakers finally won a game. They beat the Denver Nuggets after the Denver Nuggets beat them the last time they played. The Lakers are 1-5. Darvin Ham got to get credit for this win. You know, y'all probably saw the video of him getting the ice bath after his first win as a head coach. Um, in the NBA. Um, but he finally got Russ to accept his role on the bench. And Russ played phenomenal. Um, he played free. He played relaxed. He still got starters minutes. Gave you 18, 8, and 8. This man gave you 18, 8, eight and 8 off the bench. Um, and he finished the game also. Yes, he had three turnovers. But he had the highest plus minus on the team um so that shows me something now is this sustainable i still think the lakers are trash i still think they ain't gonna really do nothing and they're not gonna be major players in the contention race so there's that um obviously lebron james played well um anthony davis played well so maybe they can build on some momentum but the most the the most this team can be is uh first round exit they they that's it that's it um the other team i want to talk about honestly um and i'm a bit worried is the is the clippers 
Kawhi Leonard ain't playing, y'all. He ain't playing. This whole knee management thing, um, it's getting out of hand now. There's something must be wrong. Um, he had missed. Um, he played the first game and then had missed um, the next four games. And then now it's saying he's going to miss the next three, four games. So there's something must be wrong with Kawhi Leonard and his, you know, and his, uh, and his knee. Because the man didn't play last season. He didn't finish the playoff run. And now you're going into a situation where he's missing, you know, damn near the first quarter of the season after playing one game. Um, so I'm worried about them. They just beat, you know, the Houston Rockets. Paul George um, hit the game winner with less than, what, seven seconds to go. But I'm concerned. I'm really, really concerned. Um. Another team I got to give props to, um, and they're probably not doing this because they want to, but they're winning, um, is the Utah Jazz. Um, they're 6-2, one of the best offenses in the in the game right now. Um, you got Larkin in looking like a, an all-star. Uh, last game against the Memphis Grizzlies, giving you a 31-11. Um, you also have uh, Colin Sexton coming off the bench right now. I, I feel like... The only reason why he's coming off the bench is because he's um, getting back to, you know, um, back to health with, you know, obviously having that serious injury. Um, giving you 15 points, you know, Michael Conley giving you 15 points. Um, but overall, I, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised at the Utah Jazz. I don't think this is going to last. Um, this is something that, you know, is just something where, you know, teams are taking them for granted. Um, and I think what's going to happen is moving forward, you know, once we get into like like October and whatnot, you know, he will be somebody that, I mean, there, there'll be a team that, you know, people will just be down, honestly. And then the trade market, they pumping up value for certain players and um, they will be, you know, they'll be put in a position where they're going to ship off those players and then they're going to trade. I mean, they, then they're going to trade for, you know, picks and they're not going to be as good and teams will really beat them down. Um, so uh, the last topic I do want to talk about, obviously, is week nine in the NFL. And I'll give you my takes. So Eagles, Texans, the Eagles got to buy a week. And they're going to beat down the Texans. Um, Buffalo Jets. Now, you know damn well we're going to lose to the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo will not beat the brakes off the Jets. But we will lose to the Buffalo Bills. It will be closer than than what people are anticipating. I think we are 11-point dogs. That's what the betting sites are saying. I'm not a betting man, but that's what it says. Um, but no, I, I, I got the Buffalo Bills. Uh, beating the Jets, but it's going to be a much closer game than people think um, because we have the horses to cover and and we can get to the passer. Um, Chargers, Falcons, the 
the Falcons have been a surprise at number one team in the NFC North, NFC South. Um, they're playing the Chargers. They're playing them, you know, the Chargers um, at home. I have the Chargers winning, though. I think the Chargers win. Colts, Patriots. The Colts are the better team. The Colts will be the better team. They should have beaten the Commanders. They let them off the hook, um, but they beat they they beat the Patriots. Patriots are not that good. I don't care what nobody says. Dolphins, Bears. This could be a trap game for the for the Dolphins, um, especially having to go from a warm weather city to a cold weather city. Um, I don't have the Bears winning, but I would not be surprised if the Bears made it ugly. Um, but I have the Dolphins winning that game. Detroit Lions, Packers. Packers are winning by at least 17. Um, Panthers, Bengals. The Panthers have been playing well. They should have beaten the um, they should have beaten the Falcons last week. They beat up on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're playing the Bengals. They're playing the Bengals on the road. Um, the Bengals are having a shorter week, um, obviously. But I think the Bengals win that game. Um, and I think um, we will see the, the Panthers continue to fight. Because Steve Wilkes, I've been doing a good job. And we'll see how this fully ends up. But P.J. Walker, man, that, that throw that he made, 65 all yards on a rope, oh, on the run, to get the game tied, sensational. Let's continue on. Jaguars, Raiders. Jaguars have lost every single game since week two. The Raiders got shut out. The Raiders win. The Raiders are gonna win this game. They're gonna come out and they're gonna be they gonna they're gonna come out and show y'all what they made of. Vikings commanders. This is a sneaky good one. Um I'm gonna go with the Vikings. Um the commanders have been playing their butts off. Taylor Heineke, just that man. You, you say what you want about the commanders. Say what you want about Ron Rivera. Say what you want about Taylor Heineke and his deficiencies. But that team fights to the bitter end and makes things ugly. But Kirk Cousins is coming back to D.C. and he going to put on a show. You know, get your candles ready because it's about to be somebody's birthday with the amount of with the amount of fireworks he's going to put on. Um, Seahawks, Cardinals, Geno Smith has been one of the best stories in the NFL. He is in that leaderboard for MVP. The Seahawks are 5-3, and three, and they go 6-3. and three. They beat up on the Cardinals. Rams, Bucks. This game was supposed to be a top-notch game, but the Rams haven't played well. The Bucks looked awful. Um, in the last couple of weeks, they lost to the two worst teams in the NFL by record, obviously, um, which was the the Steelers and then the Panthers um, in back-to-back weeks. So I have the Rams winning. The Rams should win. Um, the Sunday night football game, whoo, that's going to be a good one. Tennessee Titans at Arrowhead. I have the Chiefs winning. Um and then the Monday Night Football game, Ravens Saints. That's gonna be a good one. I'm sorry, Saints. Y'all go three and six. And that's what I have for my Sunday Night Football games. Um, and we'll see what happens. Um, and this has proved me wrong. Well, I'll prove y'all wrong. Peace.
Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. If you ever want to get on a show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my Instagram, Prove Me Wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments. Be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. Walking out, walking out.